Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My next guest was drafted in the first round. I'm going to tell you something, big fan. Um, saw this man crush a lot of people on the football field. Uh, at this point, a lot of people thought they were about to make first down. He stopped them. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> 13, right, 13 pick, overall pick by the Cincinnati Bengals in 1998. He was a two-time All-Pro, a two-time Pro Bowl selection. Is one of only seven linebackers in league history with more than 200 starts while playing with the Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49, and San Diego Chargers. He was named a captain. I love this about leadership. Of the 15 uh, seasons, he was captain 13 times. That says a lot. That's why I wanted you to bring on the show, a true testament about your leadership and the qualities you have. And also, I wanted to mention this. He, uh, in post-retirement, he's putting an emphasis on education, finishing his bachelor's degree in liberal arts at Auburn, and in December 2016, earning his MBA from the University of Miami. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Takeo Spikes. My man. Well, that, that voice, that voice, that voice, making money with that voice, making money with it, the what? presence, everything, everything that comes with it. Well, let me talk about it. I, read, I got your book here. It's, uh, it's called The Mask. Now, behind, yep, behind uh, the mask. Well, first of all, you wore a helmet all your life. Yep. Now you say the mask. Is there any reference there or helmet mask or you just a mask means something else? Yeah, it, it was. Um, I came up with the title just thinking about everyday people used to say, you know what? Um, I know what you look like, but when we look at the rest of the guys, when we try to relate to a lot of the guys who are playing the game, we can't see you because of the mask. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that kind of triggered something in my mind to say, you know what? I want to go behind the mask. That's the reason why I titled my book Behind the Mask, because everybody has a story to be told. And regardless of whatever chosen field endeavor that you're chasing, you have a mask. And right. so that's why my book is titled Behind the Mask, because I wanted to go behind the mask mm-hmm. to figure out what makes you tick, what makes you so different. You know, here's an interesting thing about you when I'm reading. The, this is just a short portion of your life. This book is more about the incredible linebackers who have uh, dominated the, the playing fields over the year. And you're a linebacker. 
So there was a natural relationship, and I know your next book is going to be running back. So right. that's a, we may talk about that a little bit before we leave yeah. the air today. Absolutely. I, it's, it's a top three. I want to bring up to you. Your top three is. I hope I got them in there. <laughs> now, now, the thing about it is that football is something that you understood was your path was an opportunity. How did you figure that out at a young age? Well, it, it started with my parents. Mm-hmm. And they introduced me to the game at the age of seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. following my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I, I thought, I didn't know at that time, and a lot of kids to this day still don't know because we put so much weight mm-hmm. and emphasis on winning and losing. Mm-hmm. But the lessons that I got out of the game, playing an organized sport, yes, from structure, mm-hmm. leadership, what mm-hmm. you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. understanding commitment, mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, your best availability mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a called accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, if you can't be accountable, then you can't be available. Mm-hmm. I learned all of those life lessons through the game of football. Right. And that's why I... I, I I feel that when I watch football, you know, I've, I've never played the sport. Uh, I call that a man's band game. You know, I would tell people, here's the mentality of a football player. He sees somebody running at him at full speed. Instead of him running the opposite direction, he says, you know something? I'm going to run at him at full speed, and we're going to meet at a point and see who, who gets pushed off of that point. That's a little man's man to me. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. And, and Rashawn, I'll tell you this. I never knew how violent the game it was until I retired in, in 2013. Right. Mm-hmm. I actually took time. I went back and I got. I, and I went back and I watched the game from the sidelines. And I realized this is crazy. It's crazy to see two guys. I don't care about my body. I know I don't care about yours, but I wanted to make a point. I wanted to make a point to make sure that my presence was felt. And I made sure that I left a mark that I really wanted to punk you. I wanted to take your soul. Well, you know, that's important that, that, that we understand that we have a little mic issue. So his mic is cut off, and we're kind of sharing the mic right now. But I wanted to make sure that you understand that um, the, the physicality, the whole, the whole point of what you do as a, as a person is not defined by what you've done in football. It's what you're doing after football. That's why I wanted to bring you on the show. But what I'm saying is that, because I feel you're successful now in life because you knew football was just an avenue. You know, it was a sport. I mean, I mean, all the way down to the training, the yep. motivation, listening to your coach, all that stuff, man. I'm reading this. I'm going, how? It, it was my – I realized at a young age that it was, it was an avenue, like you said. It really was a leap pad. And the more and more I continued to play the game and saw the bigger picture, like I said, we put so much weight on winning and losing while you actually play. Mm-hmm. But I slowed down, or somebody slowed me down to really look at the big picture of seeing how the monster works. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean? What's the economics of the game? Mm-hmm. Like, how does the economics... Why is it that so many people were so excited to see us play right. 16 <laughs> Sundays out of a year? And so that's when I was introduced. I joined the union. Right. And then after joining the union, became one of the player representatives that mm-hmm. carried a vote for our team, right. the voice of the players. Right. Uh, that ended up leading me to becoming team captain 13 out of my 15 years, right. even though I played on five different teams. Right. And so, you know, from that, it really showed me, okay, understand this is not going to be here forever as much as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. 
But then it showed me how can I leverage not only my name and likeness, but what I do in this billion dollar enterprise to be able to have sustainable income after I leave the game. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's go before we go pro, though. Auburn. War Eagles. War Eagles. War Eagles now. I'm going to tell you something. I'm from Houston, Texas. And so Texas is just like Georgia, all the South. Football is king in Texas, all right? And so so as, as, a, as, a, as a young man growing up, Auburn was a school I liked. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't an Alabama man. Or I, 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 was, I was an Auburn That's man. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, Auburn was the school I liked. You know what I'm saying? And so, so I, I, I don't know what it was. It was just something about the War Eagle. So tell me, as, as you being recruited all over company, you, 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 you blue chip. You blue chip. Yeah. What attracted you to the war? Tell us about that experience that so many kids are being, that now you know today with social media, they make an announcements on TV, they make an announcement on social media. It's just like that boy Zion Williamson. He has over 2 million Instagram followers. He didn't even gotten into the pros yet. So you didn't live under that world. Nope. Tell us the difference. Uh, the difference now is, is crazy. And you talk about blue chip. I don't even know if they still consider those guys now today coming out of high school blue chippers. If you were considered a blue chipper back in the 90s, two, early 2000s, that means you were the, you were that guy. Right, right, right. right like, you right, were right. that guy. So, uh, uh, unbelievable experience because I had the opportunity to not only get recruited uh, by one of the finest institutions out there, but being recruited by everybody across the land. Auburn, Florida State. My top, my top five teams was Florida State, right? Tennessee, right? Georgia, right? Um, um, I also Ward, looked at Florida State. Charlie, yep, Nebraska, Cotton Holloway, Tennessee, yeah, Nebraska, all of that, the man. So all of that. So for me, it was a big honor to be recruited like that, right? But I, I, I really would say this. I think now, when you look at compared to when I came out to now, and you see these high school players, right. they're getting cover pages of ESPN the magazine. I know, I know. Of every major publication. So for me, when I look at it, the difference is I knew I was good, but I never wanted to kind of rest <laughs> on my laurels. And that forced me to make me, it put my mindset to I never knew how good I really was because I, every morning when I woke up, I was always chasing greatness. Right. I wanted to do something different. I wanted my story to be told a little different right. when it was finally over. Now, you're special, dude. I'm going to just let you know. There's a certain uh, gene in you that makes you unique. I just I, I can hear in your voice, and I don't, I don't want to say nothing negative, but I, 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 I feel that, uh, that uh, you, you, you have a, 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 an emotion that, that, that just drives you that's not normal. That's what I'm saying. It's not, you know, people say not normal. It's not negative. No, it's not negative. Because I think you're driven by something that's, that's been instilled in you as, as, a, as a kid. Who, who were the people who mentored you? I, I think my, I don't think I actually know. Every day when I woke up, I saw my mother and my father. Yes. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a two-parent home. And my father worked all the time. Right. And my mother, she was an educator, school teacher. I can hear in your voice. So, you know, for me, it was like I hear them talking. It's one thing as a kid to hear what somebody tells you every day. But it's another thing to see it. Right. And I had the opportunity, blessed to have the opportunity for my mother and my father to show me what the grind looks like. Mm -hmm. People talk about the grind. They got here hustling. I saw it every day. <laughs> and, you know, when people ask me to this day now, like, 
well, why do you do, why do you work so hard? Why right. do you keep going on uh, different shows? Why, why do you do this and that? Because I'm programmed that way. Like, right. I don't, I, I, I never rest on my laurels, and I mm-hmm. truly believe that I hustle now as if I never made a dollar playing there you football. Go. There you go. And and that's, I have great admiration for what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and how your family, your success, this, going back to Steve Harvey, all of that, man, mm-hmm. big admiration. So that's why I do what I do. Well, the thing about it, and thank you. Thank you, my wife always said. When people compliment you, please say thank you. Because I I, I'm, I'm a kind of a person that, 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 that I'm not, I don't do this show about me. I do it about you. I do it about exposing, but God has given me the tentacles to be able to have people respect and feel that when they come on this show, it has value to their brand, has value to their career. When we come back, we're going to talk about this book, The Mask, because he got some linebackers in here, man. They, they've never tackled me because I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. How you doing? You're listening to the Money Making Conversation. I was... Friend of mine, when I when I was uh, leaving the office, I said I said uh, I said uh, Lisa Brown. She's I said uh, how do you say his first name? Oh, you can so you call him Key. I said the Key. Or just call him Spikes. So your name, man. Where did you get that name from, man? Uh, well, it's a history behind that it's name. Some history behind yeah. the name. So let's talk about that name first before we start this interview. Let's talk about that the origin of that name. The origin of my name is is Japanese, mm-hmm. and my mother. When I was born, uh, my she wanted to name me after my father. My father, his name was Jimmy Lee Spikes. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I don't want him named after me. And she mm-hmm. said, why? And he said, well, my name is too old time. And I want him to have a name that represents him and and it's in the now. Mm-hmm. And so she said, she didn't know. So I was like, how in the, I like, I was like, Ma, how did you pick my name? <laughs> she was like, I'll be honest with you. I waited four days in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at TV. Mm-hmm. And I saw the prime minister of Japan get up and speak on TV. Mm-hmm. And I, wow. she was like, I didn't know how to say it, but I just thought it was so cool. And it felt like royalty. <laughs> and so she said she looked up what it meant. Mm-hmm. And the name Takio, I was named after the prime minister, Takio Makai. Mm-hmm. And, um, it meant great warrior. That's how smooth right Hero. there, bro. Takio? In Japanese. So I was like, <laughs> Takio it is. <laughs> and so that's how I got my name. That's awesome, man. That's, that's a great story. I, I wanted to make sure we brought that out because, you know, I've been watching you play all those years. I go, how do you get that name? How do you get that name? And that, that's Because that was always a great story. And that's a, the, that's a great passion behind it because it was great thought put into it. And, and you've carried it well. And a name does Thank make you, you. A name does. And your father was right. Your father was right. This name right here is you. It is how I, I do believe if you had a different name, not saying you wouldn't be successful, but it gives you a little bit more pep in your step. I believe that. People talk, look at you different. They ask questions about your name. It allows you to have that story. It allows you to be able to communicate. It's turned you into a communicator. Yeah, it has. It really has. And not only does it open up the conversation, but uh, to your point, you ask me why. Mm-hmm. I go around and I meet kids every day, especially when I do autograph signing. Mm-hmm. And when I come across a name that I haven't seen, and mm-hmm. I say, like, how, like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, who named you and, and, and what's the why behind it? Right. So mm-hmm. it sparks up a lot of conversation. Right. I know I get that with Rashawn. So I know if I'd have been Ricky, I'd have been different. Uh, yeah. Rashawn, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Royalty. <laughs> Royalty. <laughs> Living good. So let's talk about this book, man, The Mask. Uh, first of all, I'm a, I'm a football nut, you know, in, in high school, junior high, they used to call me Black Howell Cosell. 
And so when I see, hey. you know, they see Chuck Benarek. Okay, mm-hmm. that's see they have that name right there and Dick LeBeau name in here, right there. That's that's some deep. That's some legendary mm. names right there. And then you got Bobby Bell, Kansas City Chief. Yes, sir. Woo! Him and Willie Lanier. See, both them boys. See, I'm going to tell you some how important this book is from an African-American's perspective. Because, see, back in the day, you knew that white players were only reserved for certain positions. You know, middle linebacker. Yep. You had to be white. Yep. Center, yep. you had to be white. And quarterback, you had to be white. So, Willie Lanier was my first, I'm going to tell you something, my first uh, hero. Because he played that position. You know what I'm saying? So know the importance of this book when you start when you start lining up everybody, when you start doing what you've done, you know, and then you go, Cornelius Bennett, he's an Alabama boy. I, I forgive him. I yeah, forgive, we forgive you know. him. We give him Derrick Brooks, Florida State, Harry Cross, New York Giants, come on, London Fletcher, Washington Redskins, Kevin Green, Carolina Path, Ted Hendrick, Oakland Raiders, the yep. start. The start. Ricky Jackson, New Orleans. Yep. <laughs> near, we said, Mike Singletary. Them eyes. Saw him yesterday. Them eyes, though, brother. Beady eyes. <laughs> and then you. Why did you do this book, and why did you focus on linebackers? I focused on linebackers because my concept of behind the mask, it had no intentions of having these other cast members on. Yes, sir. These other great men, great leaders. Mm-hmm. But the more I thought about it, mm-hmm. And the more I, I saw a gap, I think in anything that you do, money-making conversations, whenever you want to meet somebody, mm-hmm. everybody has a need and you have to find that need. And so right. the need that I saw was when I was hearing their stories told or some of their stories being told, it was either diluted yes, sir. or it was not told to the extent mm-hmm. with the passion that it deserved. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, you know what, this is not only will I share my story, I'm going to go around and interview every guy. And every linebacker comes from a different decade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you talked about Willie Lanier, knowing the history of the game. This is not just a football book. Mm-hmm. It's a book about leadership. It's a book about perseverance. It's a book about discipline. Mm-hmm. And I picked a guy out of every decade to share their story mm-hmm. of how did they become great. Mm-hmm. What made you an outlier? What was that defining moment mm-hmm. when you were a kid mm-hmm. and you said, you know what? I am going to sacrifice everything for an idea or a dream that I have. And I went, I visited every guy for a two-year time period, spent the day with them, and I got their story of their defining moment. Mm -hmm. And so when you look through the book and you read the stories, the stories drives the images, and the images drives the story. So I, I just thought it was a great way for me to be able to not only share their story, but allow them to be the author of their own autobiography. Well, I think it's important that their story is important. Like I was telling you how each one of these stories affected me or still affect me because of the, the fact that, you know, when you, when you go through life, man, and, and you, and it, it's different now, you know, because they, they, they can see social media. They see kids are seeing people and they think that athletes had this or this rite of passage all their lives, you know, and sometimes then certain things are happening. They check you. You know, you still an athlete, okay? And, and and when I when I look at what you're doing with this book, it, like you said, it's different eras. When I when I see Derek Brooks, such a humble humble person, you know, what I'm saying, and and the and the great Harry Carson who played with LT in the Giants with those those great giant giant teams and Fletcher, small, compact, a fearsome force. When you look at all these linebackers, these great linebackers, 
Where do you fall athletically? Like, I took a little bit of this. I, 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 I symbolize this type of persona or this type of physicality when you start lining up these linebackers. When I look at every guy, to me, I, I split it down the middle. One side is like, what traits do I see what they have and how can I incorporate that into my game? Yes, sir. And, you know, I look at Chuck Bagnari. Uh, he was the last of the 60-minute men meaning he played both, both ways, ways. <laughs> offense and the defensive side. Uh, Concrete Charlie was his nickname. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I wanted to be hard like Concrete Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about Mike Singletary, nobody ever can recreate or, or try to, you know, <laughs> what they say, uh, impersonation is the best form of flattery. But Mike Sing, for me, it took me to get like, Fierce, mad to even come close to his eyes. And I still didn't accomplish that. But the intimidation factor of Mike Singletary Mm -hmm. is what I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at Derrick Brooks. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. But Derrick Brooks, how you say humble, reserved guy, but his faith jumps out more than anything. And he didn't care about necessarily football, sports itself. Mm -hmm. But his family, his faith was so strong that it led him to the game of football and that would really propel him to be the Hall of Famer that he is today. So from all of those attributes that these guys had, mm-hmm. I kind of picked a little bit yeah. from everybody. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and, yeah. and it was very fun to hear their story. Well, I, 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 I agree because I, I, the humbleness, that tone, Derek Brookish, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've watched you play. The physicality, the, 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 the sense of oh, a centered. Uh, Singletary all the way. Yeah, but like I said, those those magical eyes he had, you you can't. Yeah, that was that was God. Them eyes were God given. You, you can't replace those eyes. So I know we had a few minutes left. I want to talk about this next book you gonna write about these running backs. Yes. Right now we're talking about the mask behind the mask and uh, the linebacker edition. Now you're gonna have a running back edition coming out. Yes, sir. Running back edition. Yes, okay. sir. All right now. Here's my here's my all time. Uh, Emmy Smith ain't in it. Okay. Uh, what? No, Eric Dickinson ain't in it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. They ain't. I, I, I'm going to mess him up. I'm, I'm going to just start kicking people to the curb. You know, you know. Got to start with Jim Brown. Got this together. They, they play it. Listen, t- totally agree. 12 games. They, all they were doing 12 games back then. All of yours, he ran up for just 12 games. 12 okay? games. Then I got to go to Barry Sanders. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm in the same kitchen with you, coach. <laughs> Chef, I'm in the same. Hey, I know you can cook too. I'm in the same kitchen with you. Then I, I got to finish up with who I thought was the greatest physical running back that matched speed simultaneously: the Tyler Rose, Earl Campbell. Listen, love Earl Campbell. <laughs> One of the first players I saw as a little jit, as a youngster. <laughs> I thought he played linebacker. Woo! That's how hard he played the game. Alongside Walter Payton, Come sweetness. On now. I know, I know, I know. See, yeah. he did with that, but I'm just, I'm just talking about these are three different players. You know what I'm saying? And Walter Payton, Walter Payton, let me tell you something. Walter Payton uh, gifted, but I was never afraid of Walter Payton. I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. I was never afraid of him. Earl Campbell? Come on now. Earl Campbell. Was 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 a beast. Earl Campbell was one eight hundred. Look you up. Yes, sir. And he will step through your chest. And Barry Sanders, hello, goodbye. I got a great story about Barry Sanders when we come back.
Oh man, we 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 done here, man. We gotta wrap up here. We gotta wrap up. Yeah, I, I gotta it's, bring you back. I gotta bring you back. Yeah, that, yeah See, you gotta oh, bring uh, me back. Here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay, this is our first time. Can you come back next month? Absolutely. Okay, because see, now we got a relationship here. Yeah. If you don't have time, I just do it on the phone because I want to bring you back. Because you, you, I'm just telling you, your talents are so unique that I want to be a part of your club. Oh, I appreciate that. I want to be because I got some things that I'm doing in the sports world that I, I want to sit down and talk to you about. Okay. And we're gonna win. But right now, you got this great book called Behind the Mask. Right on. And you got the running back, it's the linebacker edition here. And guess what? You're a leader, my brother. Leader on the field, off the field, and in, edu- in education. And thank both your parents. Because your mama named you right. God bless. And thank and your you dad for was having right, too. And saying, don't follow my name, follow your own. Thank you for coming on my show. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.